0: Well, I didn't want anybody to know that it was Laity Sunday and I was going to be uh, preaching because I was afraid nobody would be here. (laughs) But I want you to know that I counted a privilege and an honor to talk about the things of the kingdom of God and the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And as a lay speaker, I get to speak occasionally in small churches, not so much in this district because there's so many large churches that have uh, associates and whatever. But uh, in the little churches in different districts, I've never been too afraid to speak there because in the back of my mind, I'm thinking I will probably never see these people again. <laughs> but it's different to speak to the people who are knit into my life and who I I love so much. So be gracious <laughs> and... Uh, anyway so I speak to you this morning and my heart's overflowing with love for you and appreciation for you and with a little bit of fear and trembling (laughs) we we read this morning in scripture just a few verses and they don't have any lengthy explanation or exposition in them and yet they give us powerful examples of the intents and the ways and the tenderness in which the Lord dealt and still deals with people and Jesus and his disciples in this, in this passage are, are coming into Bethsaida on their way to Caesarea Philippi. Now, he's been there before because if you remember, this is Peter and Andrew and, and Philip's hometown. And so these people have seen Jesus before and, uh, they, they know what he can do and they're curious, I'm sure, because they've heard that the boys are back in town, you know, <laughs> Peter and Andrew and Philip, and they were going to check out what's going on, and so I'm sure there's a lot of people there. So in this setting, as they come into Bethsaida, it's said that some of the friends of a blind man bring the man to Jesus, and they beg him to touch him and to give him sight. You see, these people have seen Jesus before, and they know what he can do and they have faith in Jesus now the blind man himself he hasn't called out to Jesus like blind Bartimaeus and uh, it's not it's said that he has any faith at all but that his friends had faith and right there that's a sermon but I'm not going to go there today so in this situation Jesus does something very interesting He takes the man's hands and he leads him away from his friends and probably away from the crowd and it says he took him clear out of town. And I have read somewhere that he probably did this for privacy, but I don't think so because if he really wanted to be in private, he could have gone into the house, you know, Peter's house, Andrew's house, whatever. But he didn't do that. He took the hand of this man who apparently didn't have any faith, and he walked with him for a way. You know, dear ones, sometimes there are those who've heard about Jesus. Maybe they have hope that he's going to do something miraculous for them. Perhaps they've even met him. But he knows they're going to have to walk with him for a way before the miraculous can occur in their life. He knows that the man's friends had faith, but that wasn't enough. He knows that this man's own faith was the key to his wholeness, not just his friends. I think this is the case. I don't know how far they walked. I don't know what they talked about on their walk. And I don't know know what's going through the man's mind. But Jesus knew he needed time with him. Jesus also thinking about you and thinking about me and all those through the ages that would need to know these things not only had compassion on this man but knew that he was a model for healing not only for physical blindness but for spiritual blindness and blindness that affects so many. You remember the other week Joel preached on this passage and uh He said that when he used the term tree, and he gave so many different scriptures for that, that that was a parable sometimes for men. And the man said, I see men walking as trees. And that what he did first was heal his spiritual blindness, and then he healed his physical blindness. You know, every time Jesus healed someone, healed somebody's blindness in Scripture, he did it a different way. You know, one time he spit on the ground, made clay and put it in his eyes, and sometimes he just touched people. But this time, <laughs> he spit in his eyes. Can you imagine? Now, I have no doubt that Jesus could just have spoken and healed the man but this man needed something physical. He needed his faith enlarged, like the walk he took with Jesus where he was. He needed something physical to stir his faith that had to be mingled with Jesus' power before he could lose him from his darkness, physical darkness, spiritual darkness. Jesus knew what he needed. He knows what I need and dear ones, he knows what you need to be made whole and to be loosed from the grip of darkness and to really see him clearly. To see Jesus clearly. When he spit in the man's eyes, he asked if he could see and he knew when he asked the man his condi- what his condition was. He knew that. But he wanted the man to tell him you see many people have been introduced to Jesus perhaps they've walked with him for a while and he's touched them and they are somewhat better you know but he knows that they don't see things clearly now the man didn't say oh Lord this is just fine really really I appreciate all you've done and I'll get by when he couldn't see clearly. No, he told the Lord the truth of his condition and the Lord touched him again and it said that the man looked intently and he was made completely whole and his sight was twenty twenty. Praise God. Jesus wanted to make this man whole. He could have touched him as many times as it would take to make him whole and give him clarity of sight and I submit to you this morning that there are those walking around without clarity of sight oh they met Jesus he's touched them they, they're counted among those who walk with him, but they're fumbling and they're stumbling around and they just don't see the kingdom of God or their Savior clearly. Usually, they're unaware of it. They're unaware of their condition. But it's obvious in many cases, they just aren't. But everybody around them's aware of it. Sometimes, Pride prevents us from saying, Yes, Lord, I don't see clearly yet. Please touch me again and make me whole. Sometimes good enough is all they want. As we go from church to church over the different years, I find that there are people like this everywhere. In fact, I've gotten so used to seeing the different types of people in the church that I will tell Joel when we go somewhere, well, there's our so-and-so because they were like somebody else in a church that we've been to before. And I I get to know these types. But let me give you some symptoms that we've found in different churches of those people who need another touch from Jesus to see clearly. Clearly. The first type that I see in so many church is the angry Christian. You've all seen them. You've all known them. You've all been affected by them. And you know, sometimes they smile and they put on a happy face, but underneath there is this churning, boiling anger that's just looking for a place to erupt. A lot of people like that. And it's always somebody else's fault that they're angry. You know, they offended me. Or, or you know, they just didn't do it right. Or blah, blah, blah. This and that. You know them. <clears throat> never realizing, these people never realized that the problem is really in their heart. Everybody gets offended sometimes. Everybody gets their feelings hurt sometimes. But not And not everything is pleasing to people all the time. But these people have made a career of offense. You've all known them. But somewhere there's a healing that needs to take place in that heart. It's not that they haven't met Jesus. It's not that they haven't walked with him. It's not that Jesus doesn't want to make them whole. But they need to admit their problem and ask for another touch. He longs to make them whole and he desires to give them sight and to release them from that darkness. Another kind of Christian that I see needs this is the fearful Christian. These people see the condition of the world and sometimes the circumstances around them and they just live and walk in fear and dread. Y'all know those people? Now, if you're not a Christian, and this describes you, you have reason to be fearful. It seems that times are dark, and they're getting darker and getting deeper, but Christian, you are the light of the world. And Jesus' perfect love cast out all fear. Have you forgotten that he said, Fear not, for I've overcome the world? Don't you know that the Lord God Almighty says, Fear not, I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned. Dear one, Jesus wants you to be the light of the world. He wants you to reflect His glory like moons and draw fearful ones to you so that they can have peace and comfort in the Lord that you can help them with. How can you do that if you're in no better shape than they are? He wants to touch you this morning and deliver you from your fears. He wants you to see clearly that He is your Savior, Deliverer, and Healer. Now, another type of people that I see in the church are the depressed folks in the church. And they're pretty much joyless. Spending time with these people, dear Lord, is kind of like being sucked into a spiritual black hole. And when you leave their presence, you're drained Do you know what I mean? They aren't thrilled in their soul anymore with Jesus and they don't rejoice in the truth of His love and salvation. And while feeling doesn't save you, it's obvious these people don't seem to have a capacity to rejoice at anything, anytime, anywhere. They seem to be dead to the joy of the Lord and the things of the kingdom when you get in this situation you need to cry out like David did return unto me the joy of thy salvation and take not thy Holy Spirit from me they have forgotten that in his presence is fullness of joy in him is life And wholeness in him is provision and sufficiency, forgiveness and restoration and power and sweet, sweet peace. They need Jesus to touch them again and return them to the joy of their salvation. Now, I'm not talking about those times in lives when you're recovering from a loss or circumstantial downness that we all go through but these people never seem to have joy who in the best of times and circumstances are not thrilled and joy no longer touches them they need another touch from Jesus he wants to make your life full of joy unspeakable and full of glory they're not seeing things clearly dear one and Jesus wants to touch them again now another group are the murmurers and complainers sometimes what I call people with critical spirits I could have lumped them in with the angry people but sometimes it's not so much anger as it just just a habit you know what you're around you become if you're around critical people you get to be like that too But for these folks, I sometimes think that the Lord God Almighty, if he just descended in clouds of glory and fixed whatever problem they were griping about, it still wouldn't be good enough for them. You know what I mean? Do you know people like that? They just constantly gripe constantly criticize everything i've sure known some as a matter of fact i'm re- i'm reminded of a song that used to play on christian radio in dallas when joel was in seminary and it was saying in kind of a light-hearted way but it, it stuck with me and it was about uh, the israelites in the wilderness and a trip that was supposed to take nine days two weeks at the most they were there 40 years and they were there it says in the word because they mumbled and they complained and they griped and when they were told what to do they didn't do it and the words of that song go like this take another lap around Mount Sinai till you've learned your lesson till you have quit your whining and you have quit your complaining till you've learned to stand in your day of testing by trusting and obeying the Lord I remember that when I get in a complaining mode and so till you've learned to trust in the Lord you've probably been going around in spiritual circles no progress in your spiritual life how many years have you been a Christian and you don't feel like you're getting anywhere in your spiritual life Well, Jesus can touch you and help you see clearly this morning and instead of constantly complaining and griping, go to the Lord with your concerns and give him the opportunity to minister to you. He loves you. He wants to soothe your soul and use you to correct ills, not just complain about them. Now this other class of people who obviously don't see Jesus clearly is because they openly and overtly walk and live in sin. Now, you know this and so do I and you know what, they know it too. In fact, all of the above maladies are either sin or related to sin. Did you know that? Now, I have never known a Christian who woke up one morning and decided they were just going to start sinning because it seemed fun or convenient or acceptable or whatever. No, it's almost always an incremental thing you know, like not having time to spend with the Lord right now or stretching the truth to make a point or doing what has to be done in business right now. It's always small, seemingly harmless steps away from the Lord until you find yourselves in obvious sin when spending time with Him just isn't convenient anymore And until it comes to the point that you don't enjoy church anymore or that group of people just don't fit into your life anymore and you find yourself in the same condition that Jesus saved you from back years ago. Dear ones, like a blind man, admit your state. Run to Jesus and cry out, to be made whole again you know I just hate it when a preacher or somebody else points out a problem and doesn't even attempt to give you the solution do you want another touch from Jesus I'm going to tell you how to do it confess to him your condition tell him your malady don't let pride get in your way. It's not that he doesn't know. He knows your condition. But he wants you to admit it and to repent of it. At different times through the years, Joe Beth, you're probably not going to believe this, but I've sang in the choir. <laughs> I just have no voice. <laughs> but sitting in a choir loft, gives you an interesting perspective in the services. You can't help but notice people's facial responses or their body language when the preacher says something that affects them. Also, you can't help notice if they're asleep. So, you know, just it. <laughs> but for years, I've noticed people coming under conviction and I know that the Lord is speaking to their heart And I see their need to respond to his call for salvation or healing or ministry in some way. And then I see pride overtake them and not act on that call or woo of the Spirit of God. How sad. And I see that if this goes on weak. After week and year after year, and they harden their hearts each time that their hearts can get so hard that the word of God can scarcely penetrate it any longer. And they can be thinking, if I go down there for prayer, people are going to be thinking that I need help or forgiveness or healing. They do. And let me tell you something, their real brothers and sisters in Jesus are rooting for them. They're rejoicing for them. And the others don't matter. They need to respond too. Jesus loves them too. Jesus is calling to them too so I'm saying if you're in this boat don't miss this opportunity Jesus wants to touch you again I also hate it when a preacher totally misses the major point of a scripture I heard a teacher one time talk about uh, they they were people of the way or in the way and he goes so we just need to not be in the way and they missed the point of the scripture the point in this scripture is Jesus healed the man he healed his blindness and he healed his spiritual blindness and he received his sight praise God You know, when Jesus taught about the kingdom of God in the days after his resurrection, he gave them instructions and waited for the Holy Spirit, to wait for the Holy Spirit, because he expected them to have an effect in the world. He expected them to be radically altered. He expected them to use them mightily to go into all the world. He expected them to lead people into wholeness and holiness and he expects it of you but if you aren't seeing clearly however will you walk in the fullness of his joy, power and love. The church needs to get back on track in these dark days and the Lord is counting on you to attract people to him. Christians are supposed to be the most attractive people in the world. The fall this fallen world needs you and Jesus is expecting it of you. I do not claim to have any healing power. In fact, I need some healing myself. But I do want to be obedient to the Lord and he says that as a Christian I am and you are to lay hands on the sick and he says they will recover. It's happened before. I've seen it. In fact, he's given us a whole list of commands and Christians, I think it's time we started taking these commands more seriously. But this is one of them and I'm willing And I know Joel is willing to lay hands on you if you need healing in your body, in your soul, in your spirit. And we will ask the Lord to extend His healing hand to you. So I invite you, no, Jesus invites you to admit if you haven't been seeing things clearly confess your condition he wants to touch you again and he wants to make you whole and if you've never met Jesus never walked with him before and never been touched by him you're invited to do so this morning because he loves you you know, one time I was asked to speak. I was telling somebody this earlier at a women's group in a great big old church. and The women's group had about 300 in it. And when they asked me to call and come speak to them, I said, okay. And they said, well, we want you to speak on forgiveness. I said, okay, I'll speak on forgiveness. But you know what? I didn't speak on the kind of forgiveness they wanted me to speak on. <laughs> they wanted to be told how great it was that they were a charismatic church and and they were so sweet to forgive people and and this that and the other but i i spoke to them on the forgiveness of the lord on those who weren't seeing clearly they didn't much care for that they were they were polite they were gracious but i could tell that wasn't what they wanted to hear they wanted to praise the Lord I don't blame them for that I like that too but just a few weeks after that their whole church just fell apart that had been broiling and boiling underneath all that exterior and that was exactly the message they needed because they were angry with each other So I don't want you to miss it. If you have something you need to admit and confess, if you want to be whole, Jesus loves you. Don't miss it. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.